Racing USA. It is inside Florida racing. Uh, Rob, you ready to rock and roll, man? Oh man, I'm ready to go. Uh, you got Rob Elting here, aka Bonehead, with uh, my man Jack Smith. I hear CC's uh, trying to make it. Yeah, that's a whole story that we'll get into once she gets here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, folks, uh, tuned in. We got a wide open show uh, tonight for sure. It's going to be a action packed two hours. With uh, all kinds of folks on the show today, one of who includes uh, Ryan Hunter Ray. What do you think about that, Jack? Yeah, it's pretty cool. You know, uh, <clears throat> one of the things about uh, about doing these kind of shows is you get to talk to to such a you know a wide variety of people. Like tonight, we'll be talking to um, Derek Horton, who is uh, you know one of those guys we call blue collar racers. He races in like you know road warriors and bomber type cars. Then we'd be talking to Ryan Hunter Ray and everything in between. That's that's what makes this this whole deal fun. Yeah, I mean we've got Rick Sermons on, a name I haven't seen or really uh come across and talked about in a long time. Rick Sermons was the racer that raced at Sunshine Speedway for many years, him and his wife Kim. And uh we're gonna have him on the show where uh many stocks are returning. I'll tell you, man, it's amazing too, 'cause uh Kim Kim Sermons Back in the day, ten years ago, nine years ago, she was uh, she lit up the message boards back in those days. Let me tell you. Well, she could light up the racetrack too. I mean, she's that, a heck of a racer. Sure enough. Between the two of them, I remember at Sunshine they they'd race out there, and it was either him or her that would win, along with uh, some Larsons, and uh, you know, uh, it was always something. And uh, boy, let me tell you, don't get in her face. <laughs> Got that right. And then, uh, but Rick will be on with us tonight, and then. Uh, we're also going to talk to uh, to uh, Dustin Dunn, who will, will be uh, from the other coast over there. He'll be uh, talking with us about the uh, – he'll be racing in the ASA at uh, Late Models, Charlotte County, coming up this weekend. As a matter of fact, you know Bert Thomas? Yeah. Just talked to Bert a few minutes ago, as a matter of fact, from uh, his home up in uh, Tennessee. And he'll, he'll be down here this weekend with the ASA. He used to be the race director at uh, DeSoto, among other things. Yeah, Dustin, uh, he's been working it, you know, uh, he's just a regular blue-collar guy, too, trying to make it in the SA. Sure enough. We'll talk to him later on, uh, Travis Roden with the Dirt Late Models, the United yeah. Dirt Late Model Challenge Series. He's a rookie this year, and uh, we're going to talk to him about his uh, quest. Yeah, we hope so. We've been having a hard time today getting in touch with, uh, uh, making contact with Travis. Hopefully uh, that'll work out before the show is over, and then we have a... Uh, our two minutes of fame segment. We're going to talk to a driver who uh, hit the fame fame circle this week. Grady Christian. <laughs> That's cool. That's two cool. Two minutes of fame. 
Yeah, I'll tell you, you know, Rob, I don't know, you, you probably didn't have a, have a chance yet to, to listen to this interview, but I'll tell you, last week on uh, Trackside Tonight, which airs on Monday night also, and we, we uh, carry that on uh, uh, Real Racing USA and, and archive all their shows as well, um, uh, Joe Lineberry, Billy the Kid, and the, and the gang over there at Daytona, they had a, a Morgan uh, Shepherd on, and I'll tell you, it was a pretty, pretty, pretty steering interview. It was a, it's an amazing interview. You can, you can hear that on Real Race in USA. Um, and it, it was a pretty amazing interview, i got to say. I did not know that. You know, uh, yeah. uh, I didn't know that. I have to definitely listen to that. Morgan, inter- uh, Morgan uh, definitely uh, would be a great interview. And, it, uh, it, was, uh, it was definitely very, very special. How much racing has that guy done in his life, huh? And, uh, Unbelievable amounts, and he still is involved in racing, probably with the IROC series or something, isn't he? Yeah, you get a whole you get a whole different view of a uh, whole different uh, side of the whole racing uh, experience. Um, listening to that interview with uh, Morgan Shepherd is pretty pretty wild. Um, and you know, and then on trackside tonight, I mean on uh, on Dirt World this past week on the Wednesday night, uh, Sammy Swindell was uh, a guest and. Uh, that's another interview that you can hear on uh, in the archives of uh, Real Racing USA. That too was a pretty fascinating interview. One of the best sprint car racers ever, ever, ever. You know, and uh, you know, Jack, I don't think about it because we do these shows uh, every week. You know, and we stick them in the can, and we never go back and listen to them again much ourselves. You know, other than putting some up here and there. It's amazing what we've compiled over the years of. Uh, I think we must be the only people doing this. I mean, you look, we've got this network of, of different shows that come on every week of new um, entertainment, new guests, new racers, new fans. Um, it's kind of cool to be a part of. Never really stopped to think about it. Yeah, I'll tell you, you look at even, uh, I mean, this is, I believe, uh, somewhere around the 75th or 76th uh, Inside Florida Racing Show. And... Uh, you know, that's so. That's 150 hours of entertainment. Yeah, and and, and it's and it's uh, you know like uh, somewhere around uh, seven or eight times uh, 75 different people that we've talked to and drivers, fans, track owners. It's pretty amazing. And then, you know, just looking, uh, we were just the other day we were talking with Joe Linebarrier and uh, and Billy Osborne. We were looking over what the guest list that they've compiled. With uh, in a short period of time with uh, Dirt World, which is on Wednesday night, 7:30, it's pretty pretty amazing. Um, and you look around, we I look around the the, the uh, other shows around the internet, and and there's some good shows out. But I'll tell you, nobody has has got the uh, the, the, the just the, the the sheer volume of, of top flight guests and 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 variety of entertainment for racing that we have is pretty good. I mean, it's, it's tough to beat. So uh, yeah, so it gives a great archive uh, for anybody to go back to that wants to hear interviews from these certain drivers that they like. And uh, what's good is you don't get a lot of interviews from our local. When I say local, I mean racers from Florida. Um, you know, you don't get a lot of interviews from those that you can go back and say, man, I'd like to hear that interview. And here, you know, you want to hear an interview with Dick Anderson, you know, or Dave Pletcher, you know, guys that where find another interview with Dick Anderson or Dave Fletcher on the internet. 
Yeah, exactly. I, I find it. Exactly. I, I'm asking somebody out there to find it. I doubt that it's out there. You know, and here it's compiled here, and like you said, with just our show compiling 300 hours, then these other shows with Dirt World, and uh, are, are they, is Scott still doing his show on Friday night? Uh, no. Is, is Scott, was that? Oh, no, no, no. We're, as a matter of fact, um, that uh, you're referring to the, the show that was at Charlotte County? Yeah. Uh, Motorsports Park? No, but that show is going to be revived with uh, a different host in the very, very near future. As a matter of fact, there's a, uh, it might actually get resolved tomorrow night as to how that's going to come out. But uh, uh, Because I'll tell you, it was amazing. The very first night with no promotion, none whatsoever, that show had 275 people listen to it within 24 hours, you know, in the archive version. That's how kind. That's what kind of, um, of, um, of, um, you know, need. I guess would be the word. People want to hear stuff. You know, they well, want to hear interviews. That, that you don't have people contact you out there that are from these various racetracks that are somebody that goes every week that would love to uh, put together some kind of. Uh, Show. Well, Rob, you you minutes. yeah. Now you're a guy. You've been in radio. You've been involved in radio a long time. And uh, I mean, I was involved in radio a long, long time ago, but not for a long time. You know, um, I did a show back when I was in my early twenties that had nothing to do with racing. But I always I grew up listening to radio, and I'm one of those people who got the bug radio. I understand it. I mean, or at least I feel I do, and I and I just. I see how useful it can be as a tool, and I know you do too. It amazes me. I just don't think – I think it's just a matter of, like, the, the track promoters or series promoters whatnot may, may just not have time to have sat and actually thought about it, you know, like what this can do for them because it is um, a very, very useful tool for promotion and, and getting your drivers hooked up with the fans, which we know is so important. I mean, I, I would even entertain these these – track owners and promoters that don't necessarily like us and our angle that we take, I would entertain them to, that they should that they should, you know, have a show uh, on the Real Racing Network okay, from their racetrack. Oh, absolutely. During the week that, that, that has drivers from their racetrack on there. Why wouldn't they do that? Um, as I said, I think it's just one of those things that, uh, I don't think they probably realize yet. Most of the guys don't realize how easy um, it can can be done. I mean, it, it, it takes some work, you know, but it's not it's not hard. It, like starts with calling us, you know, nine yeah, four. I mean, <laughs> call me on the phone. I'll, I'll get you going. You know, it's not. I mean, I think it would be the greatest tool. I mean, for for any of these tracks to um, start some show of their own about their own track on some various night of the week. On, on a swap that's not taken, I don't care if it's on. You can do it on Monday night uh, from six to seven if you want. I don't care. Yeah. Speaking of which, on uh, the sixteenth on Thursday, that'll be the third Thursday of the month, and the third Thursday of every month, we are at East Bay Raceway Park live, the Hall of Fame Cafe. Uh, Bill Green, Rick Angie's, myself, and uh, other uh, hosts and guest hosts stop in there and. Uh, on the uh, 16th, uh, we already know we're going to have uh, Jeremy Gerstner. Never at a loss for words is Jeremy. Jer- <laughs> Jeremy will be there Thursday, along with uh, one of the really, really popular young drivers in Florida, uh, Ross Chastain. 
Uh, Ross is, will be racing in the ASA late model uh, series uh, event at Charlotte this weekend. Anyway, on the 16th of, uh, of uh, March at East Bay Raceway Park, 7 o'clock to 9 p.m., uh, we do the Real Race in USA live show there. There will be drivers from East Bay, and, and we have some uh, some other surprises. I think we're going to make the announcements here in a few days about the full guest list for that show, but it should be a lot of fun. You can come out there. You can hang out. Um, the restaurant will be open. Uh, I think we're going to be serving beer. Um, and, uh, of course, it's just a fun place to come hang out once a month and uh, with other uh, racing people from the community. And tomorrow night, Rob, we're going to be over at uh, – the Buffalo Wild Wings in Northport for a, a car show. We did this a couple of months ago. We were over there with some people, and uh, 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 Greg Robach from uh, Charlotte County got together with those people and had a really, really, really big event over there. It was kind of cool. There was probably two or 300 people came by. And uh, you know what was one of the most popular things that night, Rob? Probably the Chipotle chicken wing. The carts. The carts. Oh, you know, listen, that's what I wanted to say before I forget it, is that I think that, uh, you know, at first there was mixed reviews about our carding deal and whether we were going to do it or not. You know, I wanted to do it. When we first did it, listeners fell off and all this. And uh, now it's like a different story. Now, um, you know, there's a lot of interest in and uh, the carding. And, and we realize now, Jack, I think I've kind of opened your eyes to the fact that there's a whole, there's a bigger group of carters than there is racers. Oh, there's no question about it. No question about it. And uh, and not only is there a, a, a huge group of people, we've, we've got a pretty big audience, especially uh, during that part of our show. It, it just keeps getting bigger every week. Well, it helps to be appreciated sometimes. Not saying that there are... Uh, auto racing fans out there are, that, that listen to us week after week uh, that we don't appreciate because we definitely do, but there's a lot of disappreciation, I think, that goes out um, in other channels, not in listening fans, that I think uh, needs to change, and, and people need to realize that this is a true median, and, and we do our best to get out what we can, and I, we, I still think that we need more input. You know, We definitely need more input from you folks out there, whether it be what you think or... Um, who you think we need to be talking to on here and um, our drivers of the month, you know, the, the drivers of the month, that's a big deal, you know, that's a big deal to each and every one of these drivers. And for somebody to nominate somebody uh, to be the driver of the month, which, you know, I certainly see one that's uh, lined himself up um, for March. <laughs> uh, I dare say that when you go out and you win two races in one night, especially at East Bay Raceway in a modified class and a late model class, that uh, you know, we're going to talk about you a little bit. And, uh, you know, that's the kind of stuff that I like to see. You know who I'm talking about, don't you? Oh, yeah. Jeff Matthews, yep. you know, put on a show over the weekend over there at East Bay, and that's a guy that's been racing for a long time, okay? He's put in his time, brother, let me tell you. And he would make a great driver of the month. Um, anybody else do anything fantastic like that over the weekend? Well, you know, last month in uh, in February, actually, that thing with Jeff was was cool on a, on a lot of levels because they had the, of course, the, you know, a lot of people had their mind on the Prathers that night. Um, 
and uh, it was a big, it was a, it was a, it was a, it was a tough night, but it was a great night for them too. But I'll tell you also, Mark Whitener, uh, last week. Of course, we talked about that. And uh, guess who uh, is in the studio, uh, Rob? Hi, Brooks is there. I am here. Hey, uh, hey, Cece. How are you doing? I haven't talked to you in a couple weeks. Go ahead. Rob. I know I'm well. How are you? How's the uh, new little baby cow? I heard you had. Everything's fine. Everything's fine. Uh, the cows are doing great. Um, you know, sometimes you have some issues, though. Yeah. Let me tell you, cows got it tough. That's all I can tell you. <laughs> then we eat them. <laughs> That's true. That is true. Yeah, Rob. We, we were. You had a cow last week. That's why you weren't here. Not actually, but we had, we've had uh, some that have had some issues when they go through their season of having calves. When you have 300 or so spread out all over the place, uh, everything doesn't always go as planned. So every now and then they need a little help. But That's right. Sometimes they need the help, what, turning them and getting them out. <sighs> yeah. Yep. Hey, Rob. I tell you, they don't like you to get around them at all. Hey, Rob, before we go to break here, we're going to come back with our first guest. But uh, before we go to break, do you know how bad they hate country music in Tampa? Really? Oh, it's this again. That's not true. It is very true. That's, uh, they hate country music in Tampa? They got rid of Brooks and Dunn. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> okay. We'll be right back, folks. Hi, I'm Tyler Ivey, driver of the number 47 car, and you're listening to Real Racing USA. Carnac.com, your online racing community since 1997. Carnac.com is racing classifieds, racing photos, racing news, lively racing message boards, chat rooms, multimedia, and so much more. And if your race team or racing business needs a website or your website needs a fire lit under it, look no further than Carnac.com. From affordable web hosting to fancy flash animation, Karnak gets it done. Bud Light presents Real Men of Genius. Real Men of Genius. Today we salute you, Mr. Dishonest Cable TV hooker-upper. Mr. Dishonest Cable TV hooker-upper. On any given day, somewhere between 9 and 4.30, you arrive ready to bring us the world. And for an extra 20, you'll bring us porn. Naughty, naughty boy. Hey, you've already got the van and the jumpsuit. Why not get into criminal activity? Just a naughty boy. After all, what are they going to do? Throw you in cable jail? So crack open a nice cold Bud Light manhandler of the Scrambler, because isn't it about time someone hooked you up? Bud Light Beer, Anheuser-Busch, St. Louis, Missouri.
Hills Inside Florida Racing. Good evening, everyone. Cece Brooks here with you with Jack and Rob. What's happening, Um, You know what? What's happening? Well, let's see. Uh, Sunday night, went to the uh, hosted the uh, Bellamy Brothers in concert. That was a good time. Oh, yeah? Yeah, and I'm working on our, my, my big concert that I'm putting on in April. But uh, here's something. I, I need help from the racing community, Rob. Uh-oh. I'm pretty sure there's somebody out there in the racing community that has a body shop and will help me out because I need some body work done on my truck. What'd you do? I hit a mailbox. Well, you know, you're not supposed to drive it. There's your bonehead was, move of the week. It, I, it, was, um, it was completely by accident, and I just didn't see it. I cut the truck too tight coming out of this um, driveway and hit a mailbox, and so I need some work. On my truck. You're in Port Charlotte because if you weren't, our yeah. next guest could probably, he probably knows somebody that's got a body shop over there. Uh, Rick Sermon's, uh, you know somebody's got a body shop, I bet, don't you? Oh, yeah, there's a lot of them over here in Palm Park. I mean, you got Yoho, you got everybody out here. So there's somebody you want. Yeah, take, you want to take it to Yoho. <laughs> yeah, he's good at that. Uh, um, CC, we've got Rick Thurman's on the line with us. And Rick, like I was talking about earlier, him and his wife, they raced many stocks back at Sunshine. Uh, he's been racing longer than me. When I was racing go-karts, he was racing cars. And, and uh, you know, the mini stocks are coming back. They need to make a comeback, the type cars that they ran at Sunshine. Um, is that what you guys are coming back with, Rick? No, it's actually a total different style of car. It looks more like a, a limited weight model with a... Different body, different chassis. Go figure that. Another class is going to look like a late model. The first car I ever built cost me 900 bucks, and now I'm paying 900 bucks for wheels and tires. So yeah, it's a total different program. You know, the motors are totally different. They're they're a lot similar in the board stroke and all that, but it's just they're doing as much as you can to get as much horsepower out of them as you can. So so what about the cost factor, Rick? What's it going to cost a guy to get one of those together? Well, normally average cars cost anywhere from ten to sixteen thousand dollars to have a competitive race car. Now, I'm not saying you can't take a five thousand dollar car and run with them, but have a brand new car built at ten to fifteen thousand dollars minimum, and pray the motor stays together. Now, I mean that's a great thing if you've got a bunch of these things together, but um, man, I sure hope that you guys can get a car count. Yeah, I don't believe that's going to be a problem because I mean this. A great deal Jim's doing for up there at Citrus Force. Oh, we're talking about the big race coming up Saturday, April 11th. 100 laps. I talked about last week. Yeah. It's going to be gigantic. I mean, there's not too many guys out there willing to put up the money and put up this kind of purse for the class. And it goes, like Jim was saying, it goes all the way back to Todd Hoder days when he started the series. I mean, it was great for the series. And I think Jim's doing the right thing, taking his 100 lapper over since they canceled at New Smyrna with the Governor's Cup. Now, I've been lucky enough to win the race three times, and you just got to be there at the end. I won two of them on the 99th lap because of other problems. But you know, one of them I out, outrun everybody, and the other ones, the other guys just had bad luck. So you got to be there at the end. One Mr. Griffith will never, Griffin will never forget. No, he uh, actually run into a back of a lap car. <laughs> lap car didn't get out of the way, and I just happened to be on the outside and going for the wine. I beat him. Another guy running down the back straightaway, blow the motor, and. We won a race running second, so, I mean, it, 
it, it's going to be a big deal for the mini stocks. I mean, Citrus is doing a great deal. This cookout we're going to have, it's going to be. I mean, I think I really think it's for the drivers, like he's saying, but I also think it's going to be for the fans. I think it's going to be a huge night for the fans, especially if they really start 30 cars. Oh yeah, it'll, it'll definitely be a good night. You know, a lot of drivers just go there, root your driver on. I know a lot of people have different aspects of racing. Some like to see wrecking, some like to see racing. There's going to be plenty of that. I mean, just hopefully your driver's not going to be in it. Yeah, I'll tell you. You know, Rick, uh, uh, earlier this week I was I put together a little story that we we ran on Karnak about the this this event, and I was going through and researching a lot of the old old uh, you know races from from the past especially the Florida Mini Sock Challenge series and I remembered that first time that I went to see that series I think it was like the oh I don't know the third or fourth race maybe of of the series it was at Auburndale Speedway and it was so cool to see all them cars lined up just like late models they all mm-hmm. looked good all the cars looked good they were all decked out with their sponsors and graphics and logos. Do you remember how much excitement there was with that whole thing? And and, and it really built for a few years and, and and was really one of the best racing series in the state of Florida. Yeah, Todd, Todd Otto done a great deal. He, he spent almost probably two years planning it, talking. I mean, it, it was great for the drivers. We got to do the driver introductions. We felt just like you know, Jimmy Cobb, Dave Pletcher. We felt like the rest of the guys out there. I mean... It was good for our sponsors. They got promoted. And I just believe in the overall picture after Todd stepped out of it that it just got time restraints. There's a lot of issues why you can't do a lot of that. But to the drivers, as for me, it was a big deal to me when the fans could come down there, greet you, give you autographs. You could give them anything, you know, candy, Sponsors, decals, anything. It was big for the class. I mean, I, I thought he'd done a super job, and I think they got away from that. And I think that's actually what hurt the class. Anybody heard any um, update on what the uh, registration has been yet of uh, guys calling up to register their cars for the race? Well, a week ago, uh, Rick Sermons was not racing. And he is now. <laughs> because you heard it here on Inside Florida Racing? <laughs> yeah, exactly. A lot of my buddies said, hey, you're going to get out of the rocket chair here and go racing. So That's great. Yeah, I mean, it, we haven't been racing a lot, but the field of running gets the, the competition that's going to be at that track unbelievable. Now, we're definitely going into it's not a home field advantage for us because we don't run Citrus a whole lot. We have one there. We race there. We've had some bad wrecks there. But going against Robbie Yoakum and all these guys, I mean, Robbie was a kid. He He's an older man now, but when I started racing, he was a kid, and I, I swore he could have unloaded in the cow pasture in a fast qualifier. He's just unbelievable driver. And um, to run against guys like that is great. I mean, that that's what makes the sport what it is. Now, Rick, have, have you been racing recently, or are you sort of coming out after sitting on the sidelines for a while? Uh, we run DeSoto a little last year, a few races off and on with some help. You know, the biggest thing is, you know, economic times have been a struggle. I mean, yeah. It's hard to find sponsorship, and it's hard to make ends meet when you're having engine troubles and tire problems. And, I mean, if it wasn't for sponsors, these drivers, you know, it's a big part of racing, the sponsorship. And right now, it, it's a tough business. That's one of the nice things about this race on April 11th. There's no entry fee. Oh, yeah, that's amazing. I mean, for Jim to do something like that is amazing because even when we run the series, we had to 
you know, pay a $50 entry fee for members, 75 for non-members. So you had to finish well to actually break even for tonight. And with Jim doing his deal up there, I mean, there's no reason by anybody that runs a mini stock, I don't care if it's Arvindale, DeSoto, New Smyrna, they need to bring their car. Let's go racing. I mean, it's going to be a great show. Yeah, and I, I think it's great, Jack, that they're going to pay through the field. I mean, they're, they've already set it up. They're going to pay all the way through 24th. Yeah, we need know. to give Rob a car. Yes. Yeah, I'd love to do it. I'd go, I'd go race one of those if you found somebody to let me. Oh, yeah, I, I, they're out there. I mean, there's, there's guys looking for drivers, especially. You've been in a late model. You've been in a little bit of everything. Yeah, I, I still I got my late model. I just, tried to race it. I just tried to race it at Citrus a couple of... Uh, about, you know, a month ago or whatever, I had a lot of issues with it, you know. But I, I don't know. I made it through all 100 laps, but I think I only made 98 of, or uh, all 75 laps. I made uh, 73 of the 75 laps. <laughs> well, you you brought up a good point there. I mean, a lot of these guys aren't used to a 100-lap race. And, you know, the 100 laps of New Smyrna is a big track, and it was a great race. But a 100 laps of Citrus is, is going to be unbelievable to try to finish. I mean, it's... <laughs> It's going to be tough. I mean, I see you guys are going to pit at 50 laps in. They're going to do a pit of this. How are you going to work that? Just you, you come in where you are and you go back out where you are. Right. Yeah. They're going to let you stop the halfway there, and they're going to shut the cars off, refuel the car. They're going to let you set the air pressures. It's the same thing they've done in this tomorrow. Now. I'm not. I'm not so sure we'd have to do it at Citrus. I believe most of the cars can make it on fuel, but. For me, it'd be a nice little break because I know I'm going to need it at my age. Rick, Rick, were you kind of inferring there that that there might be some paint exchanged? Yeah, I'm sure they will be. I mean, <laughs> oh, he's a lot, of, a lot of these young drivers don't see the same eye to eye as I see or Yoakum sees, and you know they're going to be uh, they're going to be gunning for us. I'm sure. Oh, there's going to be some paint being traded. I'm going to tell you that right now. Oh, it sounds like it's going to be an exciting night. Hey, Rob, what does it mean um, when I'm looking at the flyer here and it says uh, 680 to 699 preferred gear? What's that? They're probably just telling the guys what gear they need to run for that track. Okay. Yeah, that's your total gear ratio for 13-inch tires. If you run 15s, I believe they allow them to run 15s. You'd have to run something different. But that just gets the guys close in the range. But they're running a Ford or a Dodge, they'll know where a Dodge would be totally different anyhow because they turn different RPMs. But that's when guys come to track, they'll be competitive on gear, and then I guess, I mean, the numbers are real close. Okay. Well, I hope you guys have a, uh, you know, a good car count and, uh, you know, that this becomes something. Now, let me ask you this. Um, are you guys going to try to get together and be a traveling series? Well, I'd like to see somebody put that together, you know, but the problem you have with doing that, you have, you're have dealing with promoters and dealing with car count and dealing with money. It's, there's a lot of tracks out there struggling. I mean, the one thing we had with Todd Hutto, he was in with Don Ron and the owners of New Smyrna, Orlando. That that worked out quite well. I mean, hey, listen, I like Rick, would you guys, if you guys all got together, would you race for free? No. Okay. Um, that's that's the thing that that I think that it would have to be something to get other tracks to look at your unless you guys got 30 cars you guys got 30 cars that are willing to go travel around then you got something that's going to be marketable but you know you might think about that if you want to venture off into other tracks a bunch of you guys get together and go show them what you guys got you never know 
Right, that, that might work. You know, I know a lot of the series do that. I've, I've dealt with some of the series over in Orlando that do that with different, I don't know, the classes. But, you know, the problem is the cost of our cars, I mean, it's, it's kind of like trying to go and run a late model for for you know what I mean, for no yeah, pay. No, and, and, and believe it or not, I think that um, if things don't turn around soon, you know, it's going to be about that. <laughs> That's, well, the number of laps that we run are going to be a lot less. Payouts are going to have to be a lot less, and, and uh, you know it's just we're in a, a real sad state of affairs because you know we can advertise these races all we want, but you know it's just it's still the same thing. You know we still don't see full uh, fields of fans. You know not not only do we not see full fields of cars, we're not seeing full fields of fans up there. And trying to get those fans back in the stands and get them to enjoy themselves at a race these days, such tough economic times. Rough. Oh, oh yeah, I could, I could definitely understand that. But the thing is, if you, if you can get you know twenty five to thirty cars in each, I know probably when you went racing, you probably took two or three, at least two or three guys with you to go racing. Just you know, two, you have, but I'm the minimum. Your family, exactly. I'm the same way. I've always went racing. It's just basically because wife, you know, my mom would go, my dad might go, but you know, I, I'm kind of one. But I see some of these guys come in with four door trucks. I mean, they got six or eight crew members. You know, it's unbelievable. You know, that brings money into the track. I mean, the cars bring the money, but you still, the fans are struggling. I mean, there, there's no doubt the fan base, you, you can see it when you look up in the stands, they're not there. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and I experienced that um, last night when I emceed the Bellamy Brothers uh, concert. There was, what, maybe 100 people there. And so, you know, people are really having to decide where they're going to spend their entertainment dollars. I was reading an article today while I was uh, awaiting my turn in the chiropractic uh, oh, hey, office. I did that myself today. Yep. And uh makes makes you feel good, doesn't it? Yes, it does. So anyway, I was I was waiting my turn. I was reading this uh, article in the newspaper and uh apparently uh Atlanta uh the NASCAR race mm-hmm. was only like two thirds full. And uh, wow. they they had lost a lot of fans, and uh, you know there was quotes in there by Jeff Gordon and some of the other drivers about the what that all means. You know, it's tough. It's, it's, it's tough, tough stuff. times right but now. But you know what's amazing? Amazingly enough, one of the things that we gripe about more as much as anything else is ticket prices. Mm-hmm. Bobby Deal still packing them in down. He's had great crowds since they started the 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 points race. They've had really really good crowds, so it's. I I don't know. You go figure, man. I don't know. I'm I hoping hope that he definitely keeps those up, you know, and uh I I'd love to see uh every one of these uh tracks have great crowds, you know, and, and keep them, you know. It's it's point racing that they they want to do, you know. I'm you know, uh, talking about the uh sad state of affairs, you know, and uh, General Motors dollar 68 for stock. I mean, What's going to happen with those, Jack? If they go out of business, what happens with all the racing that we watch on TV? Well, yeah, they're talking about filing bankruptcy. Yeah, the game's going to change. It's going to get better. (laughs) (laughs) The game's going to change, that's for sure. But uh, uh, So, Rick, uh, Kim's not going to be in a a mini-stock, huh? No, we we took her out of mini-stock probably five, six, maybe longer than that, probably seven years ago. And it, it's, uh, we Too aggressive. I, I tested with her, you know, a couple times at Orlando. It just, 
she don't have the feeling she had before in it. And, uh, you know, it's, it's hard for her to go racing. I'll admit that. I mean, even when she goes with me, it's not the same. And I can understand her point because even when I don't race, I, I have a hard time going watch races if I'm not racing. So what is that? What, what are we talking about here, Rick? When she gets out on the track, she, she doesn't feel like she still has it? What? I don't know. I don't know if it's the physical side or if it's a total different car or, or age. You know, I'm the same way. I, I'll admit age will get to you when you race. You know, I've been racing 25 years, and she raced probably three years after I did. So she raced about 12, 13 years. But uh, I, I'm not for sure what it is, but I, I think it's a lot to do with just the physical part of it. You know, she didn't feel comfortable in the car. It might be that we didn't have her in the car right. Now she'd like to do it, yes, but we'd de- she'd have to pass a, a testing deal for me to feel secure with her in the car. Right. Interesting. Well, she can be your PR person. Oh, she's good at that. Now, as a matter of fact, uh, knows that. As as a matter of fact, Rick, uh, from what I understand, uh, uh, your business, uh, Kim's business, your business is uh, doing some sponsoring some some. Uh, laps and, and some important laps in this race. Oh, yeah, yeah. We want to go back to actually the Sunshine Roots. I mean, the number four was basically a car we had, and it was a number we took from a guy that started to help me race him was Shane Akins with the four. The five's for me. The six is for her. The nine goes all the way back to the Robert Ray days. When I first started racing, Robert, me and Robert grew up together, and I went to the Tampa Bay Fairgrounds on the dirt and watched him race, and I said, man, i got to build one of those. So that's where that come from. The 24 is a friend I've occurred from Sunshine probably 10 years ago, Chris Thornton. He's been a great guy to me. He's helped me. You know, everything he can do for me has. Ray Lukey, which started me in the race in the 31, he died at an early age off-track off deal. And, and then Johnny Henderson in the 45 was a great friend of mine. He knew me since I was a kid. He died at a young age. He, he was a super friend to the family. And then 61 is for Richard Kelly, the King Kelly. And, I mean, he, he helped my career when I went to the bigger track. He really made me watch the win big hunter lap races. He, he showed me what it took and gave me the car that it would take to win. And that's, that's what the 61 is for. And that's laps we're going to sponsor. I mean, I'd like to see everybody get out there and sponsor these laps, and I think it'd be good for the drivers. Even if you don't want to do it on the laps, do it on the position finish. I mean, do something. If you can talk to your sponsors, if they, a certain street, if they're on 44 and 41, maybe they want to sponsor them two laps. And just do it for the drivers. I mean, I think it would be a great deal. All right. Well, I'll tell you, the... Uh... It's very good. I mean, we're all very, very, very happy to see you coming back out here. And uh, and this event um, is, like you said, I mean, it's going to be a pretty cool event. It's going to be all those guys, all the good guys and a lot of young talent. And uh, it should be a wild, wild race for the fans, too. So, it, everybody, this is one everybody wins, and it's real good to see you coming back, Rick. And uh, thanks a lot for spending some time here with us on Inside Florida Racing tonight, man. We look forward to seeing you on April 11th. All right, really. Hey Rick, make, hey Rick, make sure you tell Kim that Bonehead said what's happening. Okay, well let me see what I can do. I might better find your ride. You still okay, as bad as you used to? <laughs> what's that? 
still wreck them as bad as you used to back no, then? I, <laughs> no, I don't wreck them so bad. No, uh, not so bad. Another one of your friends. Pretty bad ones come in on your host records. <laughs> yeah, not not very often, but uh, these days there's no money to fix them. So, uh, exactly. Okay. That's what it's all about right there. The Good thing field. about those those noses, they don't cost very much, you know. You just buy a new nose and stick it on there. Yep. <laughs> All right, Rick, okay. I appreciate you taking the time to talk to us here on Inside Florida Racing, and uh, good luck. Thank you. Bye, Rick. Bye. Well, uh, we're going to take a time out, and we'll be right back on Inside Florida Racing. And we've got uh, Derek Horton, driver at Charlotte County Motorsports Park, coming up next on Inside Florida Racing. Presents Real Men of Genius. Real Men of Genius. Today we salute you, Mr. Movie Theater Ticket Ripper Upper. Mr. Movie Theater Ticket Ripper Upper. Truly the long arm of the law at the movie theater. You and a velvet rope are all that keep the huddled masses from a free flick. Show the men Ever vigilant, you boldly demand to see our stuff. Getting a little personal, don't you think? Who's the guy in the military-style uniform that would make any third-world dictator proud? Mr. Movie Theater Ticket Ripper Upper, that's who. So crack open a nice cold Bud Light, Stubmaster, because you really tear it up. Mr. Movie Theater Ticket Ripper Upper. Bud Light Beer, Anheuser-Busch, St. Louis, Missouri. Hi, I'm Rob Partolo, driver of the 93 ASA Late Model, and you're listening to Real Racing USA on Short Track America. Carnac.com, your online racing community since 1997. Carnac.com is racing classifieds, racing photos, racing news, lively racing message boards, chat rooms, multimedia, and so much more. And if your race team or racing business needs a website or your website needs a fire lit under it, look no further than Carnac.com. From affordable web hosting to fancy flash animation, Karnak gets it done. The following is a presentation of Real Racing USA. Inside Florida Racing. Good evening, everyone. And Rob, we have our next guest on the line. Please, everyone. Who would that be, Cece? It's my friend Derek Horton is joining us. Hey, Derek. 
Hello, how are you doing? I am doing well. How are you? Um, better than the last time we saw each other. Ah, yes. Now, uh, but you are uh, doing fine. You're recovering. Um, you had a heart attack, was it uh, uh, two months ago? Uh, back in December, yeah. Yeah, and you're doing fine and getting back out on the racetrack. Yes, actually, uh, got back in my car in February. Uh, entered five races in three different divisions. Uh, won three races and got two seconds. Well, Derek, um, for our listeners out there who um, don't know you, why don't you go ahead and uh, tell them a little about you, about your racing career, and what classes you're racing, and what track you go to. Okay, well, uh, it all started out, I was uh, born into the family, um, famous last name, Horton. Uh, my cousin Jimmy run up north, uh, Winston Cup, got me into it. Uh, now I'm running in Charlotte, I run the uh, Pro 4 division. I run the same car in the mini stocks, and probably my favorite one is the, uh, I run the Run With You Brung figure eight. Mm-hmm. And you do well in that. Uh, actually, yeah. Uh, last week, we had one come down from Citrus, I think it was, a straight-up uh, figure eight car. And uh, he got surprised when a little four-cylinder kind of took it to him. Yeah, you've definitely put on some good shows in the figure eight race there at Charlotte County Motorsports Park, and... Um, now, what is what? What are you doing now? Are you looking forward to this big um, mod mini race 100 on April 11th? Are you going to participate in that up at Citrus County? I'm going to try like as hard as I can. I'm I'm haven't talked to Bobby yet, but we have a points race that night, and I'm gonna see if we can get it switched to a non points race that night so I can go up. I'm hoping he says yes. Um, and I'd, I'd hopefully uh, get a couple of the other mini stocks to go with me. I think that would be a great thing, you know, if Bobby helps you guys be able to do that because, um, you know, this is going to be one incredible race. It would be sad if you had to miss out on it. Yeah, I may um, even just forgo to points for that night just to go up there and run in it. Um, I've always liked the longer races, and, and I I can just imagine the fun I have in a 100-lapper. Oh, I'm sure. Most definitely. Now, how have been the how have the classes been at Charlotte County Motorsports Park that you're racing in? Are do you see car counts coming up? Um, the Pro Force, uh, yeah, we got really good car counts every week. Uh, basically, usually run an average of about sixteen cars. Uh, many stocks were still trying to build that up. Uh, we had a good car count this past week. We had seven show up, um, which is actually pretty good for that class since it's it's just coming back. And the uh, the figure eight, you know, anybody can run in it. We tried to get a couple late model drivers in it, but they didn't want to do it. <laughs> Go figure. Yeah. <laughs> now, Derek, last year you were doing something really neat. Um, every time you ended up in the in the winner's circle, um, you were inviting um, a child in the stands to come down and have their picture taken with you, and you were giving them a trophy. Are you still doing that? Yes, yes, I'm still um I still give my trophy to, to one of the kids up the track. Um, I usually try to pick one out that, like, hasn't been there before or has, uh, definitely try to get it one that hasn't done it before. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, it's it's kind of like my way of giving back to the fans. You know, it keeps them interested. And now I know you've also been involved in some uh, some charity, some fundraisers, at the Charlotte County Motorsports Park. You want to go ahead and uh, share with our listeners about your involvement with that? Sure, sure. Uh, well, the first one, um, it actually started out just for me reading an article in a newspaper. 
the little girl in Cape Coral, her father abused her for four hours straight. Um, and it was, and this she, was an infant. Let's clarify that seven, so people understand. Yeah, seven weeks old at the time that it happened. Uh, four hours straight of just, I mean, ungodly abuse, you know, holding in her a ceiling fan, uh, a few other things I um, don't really want to get into. Mm-hmm. But it was it was bad. Um, I read the article to where she was being helicoptered up to all children's in St. Pete, and here I was at the racetrack having a blast, and this poor little girl's in a, in a helicopter. And I just wanted to donate my winnings and trophy for that night to her, and after talking to a couple other drivers and, and Bobby, and uh, things just took off like I couldn't believe. Um, and we have an all for Avery night. Um, two great kids up at the track. They're uh, twin eight-year-olds, Kristen and Christopher. I mean, uh, yeah, Kristen and Christopher. Um, I mean, they, they, you want to talk about angels. Uh, they made ribbons, uh, all kinds of stuff, helped mm-hmm. me out big time after I had my heart attack and, uh, I was up there for in, for the offer every night in a wheelchair. Um, couldn't even race my car. I had to stick Cody Benoit in it, which uh, he did good. I'd say that's not a bad driver to stick in your car. No, no, he he really made me proud that night. Um, and I told him flat out I wanted a checkers or wreckers, and he tried his best. Um, you know, the car would come up a little bit short that night. Um, but them kids, they they helped me right along and. Uh, which leads me into the next one is um, the Florida uh, Florida Breast Cancer Coalition. Mm-hmm. Um, we had a night up there for them, and these two eight-year-olds went out, made ribbons out of their own money, went and sold them for a dollar apiece, and they raised 400 hours on their own. That's wonderful. And uh, they gave me the incentive to, um, I'm running for them this year, Donating 10% of my winnings every week from every class. Uh, so with the month of February that I had, um, I think we were up about 65 hours just for uh, the five races. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm actually chasing down, trying to chase down sponsors to match me at the end of the year. Oh, that would be nice. That's a nice way a business could, you know, support yeah, breast cancer awareness. and yeah. Now, Derek, maybe you should think about maybe... Uh, selling laps or something instead of you running. I don't think you need to be out there running in your condition. Oh, maybe, you could, maybe you could just get people to uh, sponsor laps every time you I, race. I would love that. Um, you know, I, if if anybody wanted to step up, a dollar would make a difference. You know, it's if, if say we get a 1,000 people at the track, if every person donated a dollar, that's $1,000. Mm-hmm. And it would make a big difference. And um, that's all I'm trying to do. Racing is a, a tool that can be used um, to bring awareness. And in return, the the coalition is bringing awareness to racing. You know, How old are you, Derek? I'm 43. I'm 42. Now tell me about this heart attack. What's going on? We got Rob all worried now. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what it was. Um, I came home from work. I'm a single father. I got an eight to ten year old. I'm raising alone. Uh, I come home from work. Didn't feel right. And my mom was uh, kind of like a nurse when she was younger. So I called her up and got her opinion. And um, you know, she just 
said, if you don't feel right, let's go get it checked out. And sure enough, I had a little block in one of my arteries, and um, they went ahead. They, they put a stint in my heart, um, and I've heard stories from other guys that have had it. I mean, uh, I believe Carol Wicks' son had it done, and he was out rock climbing. feels great. Um, I have no no repercussions, no, no uh, I mean, I feel great. I still do everything I used to do. Actually, now I can even do some things a little better. You know, I got more stamina, um, think clearer. Mm-hmm. Well, and, you know, so. and here's one of the things, Rob. Um, a lot of times we, we look at people who are tall and slender, and we think, you know, they possibly could not have a hidden problem like a clogged artery, a heart condition, and it it doesn't it doesn't really matter if it's in your if it's in your DNA that you could get this problem, you know you're susceptible to it. Exactly. Yeah, it it, it really doesn't matter. You know, uh, uh, we just had uh, in in our uh, my my wife has a friend that's been in the military, fixing to get deployed in May, and uh, he's been in Camp Lejeune, and uh, he just died in his bed on uh, last Monday morning. Wow. They found him in his bed, you know, uh, of a heart attack. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's at twenty six. Shocking. Yes, yeah. I've I've not been one to go to the doctors, but um, I really urge people to. You know, it's something you really should think about as your health and, and get checkups and stuff. Hey, do you drink those uh, energy drinks? No, no, not at all. Not at all. I I tried one and didn't like the taste of them. Now, Derek, did this did this episode of having um, a heart attack maybe I don't know encourage you to stop smoking? Yes, uh, in fact, I have cut back. And today, when I went and I bought my last pack, when they told me the price, I said, that's <laughs> it. That that's all I needed. Congratulations, and uh, I was a smoker. That's a great I thing. I quit probably about uh, almost two years ago now. And uh, I just put them down one day and never bought them again. They're so expensive uh, was one reason. And uh, I was fixing to have a son, and uh, that was a good enough reason. Yeah, I, I never smoke. Jack, did you smoke? I guarantee you. Cigarette? Listen to me. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm talking I, cigarettes. I guarantee you I never did that, that I have smoked more cigarettes than all three of you combined easily. Yeah. Well, I never smoked, so that, that, that's 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 it is the most insidious yeah. uh, health disaster ever perpetrated on the American public. You don't smoke now, though. No, I quit four, four, five, five, six years ago. Yeah, and uh, it's uh, it's uh, it's a real good thing. Well, not to you do. know, kudos to you guys for being able to quit smoking because I know people that just can't can't break that habit yeah well you got those criminal drug pushers up in um, north carolina that sponsored racing for 30 friggin years they all should be in jail for what they did so is is that enough politics for you for today that's enough politics okay Okay. (laughs) don't even get me started i've decided to quit I'm quitting smoke, and I'm gonna let the car smoke. Yeah, you're not gonna. You, you haven't quit racing, though. That's what we're talking. That's about. right. That's right. Well, Derek, you know we we appreciate you coming on Inside Florida Racing tonight, and um, you know we throw our support behind you with your efforts to raise money for uh, breast cancer research and awareness. And if there's anything we can do to help you with that in the future, please give us a call. And if you're going to do the 
the big mod mini race at Citrus County Speedway on April 11th. Please let let me know about it. Oh, I definitely, definitely. I'm sure Bobby will make a big deal out of it if I go up there. He likes, um, because I run so many different things and, and run against mm-hmm. the V8s and the figure eight, he likes to promote that a lot. So. And are you racing this Saturday night? Uh, not Saturday. I'll be racing Sunday. Uh, we got a double points for the Pro 4s. And I believe, as of right now, I'm the points leader still, so i I got to go there for that one. Okay. All right. I well, want to keep that. Thank you so, so much for joining us, and I'll, I'll see you around the racetrack. I appreciate it. And if anybody wants to sponsor laps, anything to do with the, the coalition, uh, get a hold of you, and you can get a hold of me, and um, we can make it happen. Okay, not a problem. Together. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> they can always get a hold of me at cc at w-i-k-x dot com. Have a great night, Derek. You too. Thanks a lot. Thanks. Hey. Right. Okay. All right. Another potential uh, driver for that big race coming up on April 11th. That will be great if Bobby can maybe change some things, you know, on the schedule so they don't lose a points night of racing so they can go and participate in that big race, Jack. And, uh... Looking forward to it. Let's see here. My goodness, the first hour has already flown by, which means in the 8 o'clock hour, it's Rob's karting section. So that's coming up. We'll be talking karting on Inside Florida Racing. We'll be right back. Had dreams about twist and started to roam. Six long months on a discovered trail. They say heaven's at the end, but so far it's been hell. And there's fire Sifting from five to five, selling everything we found just to stay alive. Gold flowed free like the whiskey in the bar. Sinning was the big thing, Lord, and Sid was star. And there's fire on the mountain, lightning in the air, holding them hills, and it's waiting for me. My widow, she, we 
by my grave Tears flow free for her, man She couldn't stay Shot down in cold blood by a gun that carried fame All for a useless and no good Wordless claim And there's fire on the mountain Lightning in the air Gold in them hills And it's waiting for me And we're back. It's Inside Florida Racing. It is 8.01, which means it is karting time with Bonehead. Go ahead. Yeah, um, you know, uh, our karting segment is just, uh, like we were talking about earlier, it's just gotten better and better and uh, more and more interest in it. as we realize that the karting world is huge, you know, and uh, we've got somebody on the line with us here who uh, started out in karting. You know, and uh, like to introduce everybody to Ryan Hunter Ray. How you doing, Ryan? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me on. Now, uh, you folks know uh, Ryan amongst uh, racing uh, Indy cars this year in the Indy 500 um, has raced many things. And then uh, going through your bio, Ryan, I see that uh, you know you started in karting. Uh, it looks like you're from Florida. Is that correct? Yeah, I'm from South Florida, and. Um started racing in Naples and Sarasota and Miami, doing that uh, for the first year and a half, and then from there went to, went racing nationally. But yeah, karting's been a huge, huge um, background of mine. It, it, it got my career, you know, going into where it is now. I mean, even even now, I use uh, I use karting to keep in shape, and you know, I, I was at the kart track twice this week, um, just getting ready for the season coming up. So. Yeah, it's a big part of what we're doing. Now, uh, you presently, uh, you reside in California? Yeah, right now I do, yeah. And um looking for a place in South Florida here pretty soon, right time to buy, so we'll see what happens. <laughs> it's certainly easier to travel from the East Coast to all these races than it is from the West. Yeah, um, you do uh, racing out there in uh, Sonoma? Uh, no, I'm in Southern California, so I used to go all the time to Rocky Moran's, um track which is probably the best track i've ever been to and then uh walmart or, or lowe's or something bought that over and demolished the track and then uh fontana has a good track out here and and also uh lake paris california so we have three we have two two good tracks actually to pick from during the week and uh you know i, I get to them at least probably once a week twice a week if i'm lucky so uh you folks listening out there uh it, it's not only in the start that he started with racing a go-kart and Still doing it today, uh, using it to keep in shape. Because uh, how uh, far between are, are your races in the IndyCar series? Well, it depends. During the thick of it, I mean, we can go six six weeks in a row, six weekends in a row with no stop, and then at other times we'll have a week or week or week and a half. You know, two weeks off. That's seldom. Usually, you get a weekend off here and there. But uh, during the thick of the season, it's every weekend. So once once you get going it happens pretty quick it goes by pretty quick and you got to be ready for it that's for sure um and for me there's nothing better i mean it's better than the gym better than running cycling swimming anything i mean getting in the cart especially a shifter and yeah. um running it until your uh your forearms feel like they're going to fall off and that's that's pretty much um what i try and do um shifter's not the best for actual driving technique but it is the most physical form of karting so that's why i use it yeah it was uh in the early 90s that i stopped racing go-karts i ran twin twin yamahas in the shifter class and 
also ran a shift or two, and the amount of shape that you had to be in to do that at those times. And then, uh, you know, I raced late models and stuff and cars over the last 10 years, and I raced cars again after that. And, man, let me tell you what, racing cars is easy. <laughs> yeah, no doubt. I mean, with all that weight and everything, yeah. Um, but, you know, we call it being in shifter shape. It's um, there's, there's being in racing race car shape, and then there's being in uh, shifter shape, and it's, uh, it's a different thing all in itself. I mean, you're so busy on these car tracks with the, with the uh, you know, 125 shifter that it's, um, it prepares you. Everything kind of slows down once you get in the race car. Now, that said, it's not like you're pulling four Gs doing 220 mile an hour at Indy. That's a different deal, but, um, you know, it definitely prepares you physically. So, you know, let's get back to, um, as, as your season, as, as you, your career unfolded, um, it progressed um, pretty rapidly, um, did it not? I mean, uh, as you got into racing cars? Uh, yeah, it, it did. I think it did progress pretty rapidly. I was fortunate enough to win the Skip Arbor Scholarship out of uh, Karting Scholarship out of um, out of racing karts when I was 16, which got me a full season in, in Skip Arbor, and uh, and then I won the Formula Dodge Eastern Championship, the Skip Arbor Formula Dodge Eastern Championship, and from there I won the uh, the Skip Arbor Big Scholarship, which got me a, a season in the Pro Series, and, and then I won Rookie of the Year. From there. Went to Atlantics and um, you know had a, had a really good season that year despite the team running out of money at the end of the year and that that got me up into uh, into Champ Car did uh, three or four years there and then into IndyCar. Um, wh- what did you think about that the, 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 the Champ? Let me start over. How how do you feel about the Champ Car IndyCar deal and how it went down through those years? Well, it was real unfortunate because when I was Right, right in the thick of karting for me, it was when IndyCar was at its highlight, you know, with kart IndyCar, um, right. 1995, 1996, um, seemed like it couldn't be touched. And then right as I was getting into cars, everything just started, you know, the wheels started to come off the whole thing. and um, It was falling it, it, apart. It really, what's that? I said it was falling apart, to say the least. Yeah, completely. Yeah, it was It was really falling apart, just as I was getting into cars. So that was unfortunate timing on it, couldn't have been any worse, but... Um, you know, the Champ Car uh, cart was a lot of fun. I mean, when it was at, when it was right, I mean, it was ovals, road courses, street circuits. That's of course what we're going back to now in IndyCar, right. and just coming full circle. Uh, but the cars with the turbo engines and everything, and, and you know, 850 horsepower was a lot of fun. Um, now we're come full circle. Like I said, racing ovals, road courses, street circuits. And uh, these cars are tuned to the ovals because they're, they're, you know, you don't need 850 horsepower on an oval. All you're going to do is try and de-wing the car to slow it down or slow the speeds down. So the horsepower in the Indy cars right now is right for the ovals, but it's not right for the road courses and street circuits. And Honda and the Indy Racing League are working on that. Um, I think the, the product that you see coming in 2010 and 11, the new engine and chassis package will be, will be pretty exciting. But, um, you know... It, it was an unfortunate set of circumstances. How it all went down is what it is. Well, life's unfair in a lot of ways. And um, here we are now, though, back at Unified Series. So I guess that's all that matters right now. So in 2003, you won your first Indy race as a, a rookie. Uh, tell us what that was like. 
Must have been exciting. Yeah, that was my rookie year in, in Champ Car, and, and I had Jimmy Vassar as a teammate. So initially, you know, coming straight out of Atlantic, being 20 years old or 19 or whatever I was at the time, it was a you know it was it was, it was big to keep keep up, you know. And uh, but right away, started with a great pace, and we had good races, and we were we were, we were in the old Raynard chassis, fighting against all the the new Lolas. So it was tough, but some tracks really suited us, like Mid Ohio. Uh, qualified on the outside pole there and finished on the podium and that was a big step for our team real big step and from there at surfers i mean i just i love that track and we had it we had a good day going then once it started raining everything really started picking up for us guys were hitting the wall we you know we were running fast in the rain and um i ended up making the pass for the lead in the wet against jimmy um which rarely got seen on television but I passed him going down the back straight with about 50 laps to go, and then it dried up, went to new tire, to uh, slick tires, and, you know, just kept it in the front from there. It was an amazing feeling, especially to win there. Yeah, now, in between your uh, camp and getting into the IndyCar uh, deal with uh, Greyhound Letterman, uh, you raced a, a lot of different uh, cars. Can you tell us about that a little bit? Yeah, I mean, it was actually, you know, with... with uh, Coming from Champ Car, then I went to 2004 after the American Spirit um, Surface Paradise when I went to Erdaz, which was a good team, and won a race there. And then, um, unfortunately, I got stuck with Rocket Sports, and that was, you know, that was just a horrible year. Um, and, and you know, the, the team just had no chemistry, and it was just, uh, it was on a shoestring budget. But, you know, long story short, it didn't end up well, and, and um, times being what they are with, uh, not a lot of sponsorship money going around. You know, I had to go around and race other cars, and actually, that I'm I'm glad that happened in hindsight. I mean, it it it, it definitely made me more resilient and stronger. I mean, I went out and got in the Porsche GT3 and and um, you know put it on the pole, and we had a, we had a good time doing that. Raced Daytona prototypes. I just got used to jumping in cars I didn't really know about, and uh, you know, got into the uh, GM. Uh, Bush Series development uh, testing for Hendrick and and you know and I tested a bit for Robbie Gordon Motorsports in, in the uh, car tomorrow. So I was jumping around from car to car to car, and you're always having to change your change your driving style. I raced in super late models in Irwindale, California, just to just to kind of just to keep me on my toes and always be prepared. And uh, you know when when I when I got the call from Ray Hall, I was ready to go. And once again, I jumped in a new car. And I was ready for that uh, for that change. So, it, and I it guess was, um, it, it was a good pre- preparation. And having uh, zero experience there, getting into the Indy car, uh, that must have been a little shaky. What? Well, you know, maybe not. After having all this experience driving everything else, it was like, well, let's go get into this. Yeah, the only difficult part about it was my first time being in an open wheel car in like a year and a half, and uh, or in an Indy car style car in a year and a half. So it was. That that took a day to get used to, but you know, it's you know, it, it was it was pretty seamless. I mean, it, it was a good car, good team. We got in it. We did a good job that weekend. Had a goal of finishing in the top seven, and we finished seventh. And from there, we only got better. But it was, um, yeah, it was it was a good weekend, and you know, I was ready for it. That's for sure. So, uh, and I think that's only because of the different cars that I jumped in over all those. Uh, over that year and a half. Hey, Rob, can I ask a question? Go ahead. Hit it. Hey, I, I was just sort of curious um, how much involvement David Letterman actually 
had, you know, as, as a car owner, would he come and watch you race? Um, was yeah. was he around a lot? Uh, well, funny enough, my first weekend, uh, Dave Letterman usually goes to two or three races a year. He, he's a nut for the Indy 500. That's what got him into this. So he goes into, he goes to Indy. And he and he's in the timing stand. He's he's at the he's at the pole day. You know he he's, he goes to to the Indy 500. But the other two races he goes to is sometimes a race sometimes um, a race that he goes to here and there. Maybe uh, Detroit or something like that, which we haven't really seen him at. But Mid Ohio is always one that he goes to. Mid Ohio was my first race with the team, and um, my first race in IndyCar, and he showed up. And so the pressure was really on. Um, that weekend, uh, mm-hmm. that was pretty cool seeing Dave Letterman for the first time, and uh, he's a really cool guy, down to earth, you know, funny, funny guy. Just normal, seems like a normal guy. That's great. Uh, he seems that way when you see him on television when he's interviewed, and so that's why I was sort of curious. I knew he, you know, growing up where he grew up, that he he was a, a big fan of the the Indy 500. So I wondered how how active he would was, you know, with the team. Cool. Yeah, I mean, yeah, he and he's been been with them for a bit, but the Indy 500 is the uh, that's that's the core for him, you know. That, that's the that's the point of involvement for him is to be uh, to be an owner in the Indy 500. Well, he was definitely watching you this year when I watched the race on TV. He was sure hoping and a wishing. <laughs> oh yeah, we were we were we were carving through it. I mean, we had a good we had a, we ran I think as high as fourth and we finished sixth, which was. Uh, Indy 500 rookie of the year, but it was it was a good finish for us, and we, we certainly fought hard the whole day and moved up moved up to the field, and he got what he wanted to get out of it, and it was exciting for him. Uh, of course, a win is is the ultimate goal, but uh, you know we we certainly um, we fought with the top teams there. All right, Ryan, I'm taking a look at our uh, message boards, and I just want to share with you that you have a lot of support. Uh, from the listener of, in, of Inside Florida Racing and Real Racing USA. Um, they're all wishing you, you know, good luck, and they hope you find a great ride for this year. And um, they're really looking forward to watching your racing career. I appreciate it. I mean, the fans have been awesome, especially this past year. It's been it's been really cool. Um, they've been over the top. And especially in this off season, just the support. I mean, it's tough right now. Mm-hmm. We had a good year last year with Ray Hall, and and you know, circumstances being what they are with the economy and everything else, the ethanol disappeared. Ray Hall Letterman's not feeling fielding a car uh, for the uh, for the 2009 season, and uh, it's just you know, it's par for the course right now a little bit. Um, but we're working hard on getting a deal together, and uh, you know, I do have to thank the fans. They they have been very supportive through emails and everything else it's been it's been awesome so hopefully we'll get on track here in st pete yeah you're going to come to st pete correct yeah hopefully i'll be driving uh that's the plan it's uh you know we have some some deals coming together we're working on a lot of business to business deals that's that's mainly it's the only way you're really getting sponsorship done right now with everybody you know tightening up the reins and not really wanting to spend a lot of money in the corporate world uh Everybody's being very conservative, but if you can find two companies that complement each other, that it could pay off for a racing program, um, it pays off for everybody. That, that that's what we're trying to do. Unfortunately, business to business deals have a bit longer of a timeline, so we're working hard on getting that uh, getting that together and being on the grid in St. Pete. So you got some companies out there that really like you? Oh, definitely. Yeah, I mean, there's there's. Uh, there's support there. I mean, we definitely have some support. We're just trying to put together the whole deal. I mean, we have we have pieces of it, um, 
IZOD has been a great sponsor of mine. Signed on with them for personal sponsorship for three years. And, I mean, immediately the first weekend I, I signed with them, they put up a big billboard in Times Square in New York and um, have done huge activation with me through Sports Illustrated Magazine, ESPN Magazine, um, advertising. And, you know, we, we were lucky enough to win win our first race together. And, uh, and, and they did a whole special on that in New York. So IZOD's been great. They're going to do huge activation this year almost uh, $6 million or more in, in main media activation through, you know, whether it be print media or on uh, network television. So, finding Sounds like they got enough money to rent out. Sounds like they got enough money to rent a car for you. Yeah, the problem is their buy is in, is in the partnership with the league and creating a brand for the league to create <laughs> a, a clothing line um, and they're not necessarily looking to advertise through IndyCar racing on a race right. car. They're yeah. looking more as to the image, the brand of it, that, that really appeals to them. And that's a huge partner of the league. I mean, the, league's, the league is just thrilled to have them. So, sure. um, you know, they're not looking to spend that amount of money on, you know, six, five, six million dollars what it costs to race in IndyCar for the year. They're not looking to spend that on top of what they already have and have committed to their advertising campaign for the IndyCar Series in 09. What are the IndyCars powered by? What what brand? Motor? Uh, Honda, uh, they're they're powered by Honda, um, and the uh, you know the, the, the horsepower. Right now, I believe it's somewhere around 700. They're, they're moving it around from race to race. So, is, is the economic downfall that we're seeing here um, in our you know, in the United States, is it having a big effect on uh, on this kind of racing, on IndyCar type racing? Oh, for sure. It's all about the, the corporate sponsorship. You know, I mean, that's that's where it comes from. So yeah, I mean, it's uh, it's it's affecting it massively. It affected me directly. I mean, ethanol bounced out because of the uh, the market and what it's doing to their industry. Um, that we, yeah, every, every team has seen a big hit because of it. Uh, IndyCar racing itself, though, I mean the actual league. Are, are, are oh, you mean like attendance pro- and whatnot? But, well, they're going to have problems being able to fund a whole season, you know, not necessarily a team, but like the whole league and, and having a season and being able to keep sponsorship for their league and be able to do all the advertising that they need to do for these. I, I, I guess it's not so bad like for NASCAR. They've got GM and Ford that are just doing terrible uh, for you guys. You've got Honda and then the manufacturers of frames and, and then the other sponsors that come along. I hope that they can continue uh, to sponsor throughout the season. We don't start seeing, you know, issues with that. Yeah, no, all we can do right now is hope and everybody keeps to their, their, their contracts. Um, from what I see, the league is, um, you know, they're going on as scheduled. I mean, there's no, there's no cutbacks or shortcomings. There's cool. a big change in, in our TV package this year, being on versus 80% of the time. Um, it's compared to ESPN, but... Um, you know, what the channel is it going to be on? It's going to be on versus. Okay. Um, are you probably saying in your head, what is that? Yeah. It's, um, it's you know, it's the same channel that, that airs NHL hockey and uh, the Tour de France. You look for it, you'll find it. You'll oh, yeah, it. okay. I, I, yeah. I, I think I know which one it is. That's on the upper uh, the upper numbers, Rob, in our, in our deal. Uh, Ryan, I, I, had, I wanted to get back to the racing for just a minute here. 
Compare the difference in emotion and, and just the impact as a driver between running up front with a chance to, to win the Indy 500 and, like, say, winning, like, I mean, you won at Watkins Glen, right? I mean, what, like, what's the difference in emotion there? Are they, what's that like for you as a driver? Well, it's, yeah, I mean, India, it's the whole buildup, you know. It's months of, of testing and of hype. I mean, every every day you're on track, there's all this hype and media coverage, and you know the history of the place. It's an unreal racetrack. I mean, and no other racetrack you go to does it actually get your attention like Indy does. I mean, it's uh, it's a special place. It's a special place for a reason, um, and it lives up to that hype. But um, when it comes down to it, when you're on the grid before the race, on, on, the, on the front straight before the race, and there's, you know, nearly 500,000 fans out there. I mean, it, you you understand what you're being, what you're about to to to, to be involved in is huge, and and that that stays with you through the race. I mean, you, you know it for sure. Um, so yeah, Indy Indy is special. And man, when we started getting up to, I think we were up to fourth at one point, fourth and fifth. You just, I mean, I had a realization under under caution during the race that, hey, this is, you know, this is what it's about. This is the first time I turned a wheel on a go-kart. Well, this is what... Uh, Reality check. What, what you go racing for. This is pretty cool. Yeah. I mean, it was a lot of fun. That's what it's supposed to be. Yeah. Do you uh, see yourself ever uh, racing a Formula One car? I'm sure you'd love to. Oh, I would love to. I mean, that's, that's always been a, a goal of mine as well. F1 is... Is the premier, you know, road racing. Um, but with that said, I love IndyCar. I'm having a blast here. Um, and, you know, if with the, with the right situation, the right teams, I, I could see myself being in IndyCar for quite a while. Uh, and, and if uh, a situation came about, the right circumstances for, for an F1 seat or to, to test for one, I'd certainly uh, consider that seriously. I guess you need to learn a few different languages, and when they come to Indy for the Formula One race, they, if they still come there, then uh, you just have to hit, you know, learn your Italian and your German and your French. <laughs> <laughs> That's fine. That's a, that, that would be a, a small price to pay. So, so Ryan, you started out here in Florida. I mean, that's how you got started in the car deal. What advice would you give um, to uh, youngsters? I mean, there's literally thousands of of, of youngsters in carts and. And they look at, at people like yourself who who made it up there, which is the, a pretty big level of achievement. What advice would you have for youngsters who are racing the karting circuits in, in uh, Florida today? Well, first of all, I mean, racing is not, I mean, it's not a clear-cut, cut-and-dry, you know, stick-and-ball type sport where in high school, if you, if, you, if you play football and you get the right things done, you, you put up the right numbers, you're going to get looked at by big schools and you're going to go somewhere based on your talent. Uh, racing, a lot of what you do is off the track. Um, you know, I mean, in, in, in karting, karting was the best was was the best years of racing by far for me. It was fun. Got to go all over the place, learn things. I mean, I learned more about people in karting than I did about you know in, in anything else in life. More than I did in school or anything else. It was just I was traveling different places, racing. You know, it, it was like a you know dream come true. But um, it was a lot of hard work. And at times when I was a kid, I didn't understand sometimes that. You know, this amount of work needs to come first if you want to win on Sunday versus getting out and being with your friends after, you know, school, whether that be high school or whatever it may be. Um, you know, it was tough sometimes to kind of separate myself. Hey, these kids don't understand what I'm doing with the racing, but 
I do and I know where I want to go. And if you really want it that bad, um, you know, that's what I did every, every day after school. There was never enough done, work done on the cart. There was, it was always preparation for the weekend, um, you know, strip the cart down, uh, clean it. A clean cart's a fast cart, and we always we were always very prepared. And, uh, you know, I have to thank my dad for, for being on me about it. And sometimes it was tough, like I just said, it, when I was younger. It was tough to understand, gosh, I want to go, you know, go to that, you know, high school prom or whatever it was that that was uh that all my friends were doing well i, I kind of you know i had to go down my own road and and thankfully i have i've now racing cars because of it but it it was a long road it was very hard and a lot of it was done off track you have to you have to learn to be kind of a businessman off the track as well to get it done that's just the way racing is it's uh, you have to be successful on and off the racetrack so a lot of commitment and um you got to kind of be got to you know you really got to be you got to be ready for the ups and downs, I guess. Hey, um, Ryan, are you a pilot? No, I'd love to be. I just don't have the time right now. <laughs> or the plane. How about that? Yeah, uh, I, well, I, I noticed that, you know, uh, one of the things in your bio um, said that if you weren't racing, what would you be doing? One would be uh, having something to do with NFL football, but the other one would be to be a you know, fighter pilot, which I would I'd love to be a fighter pilot. Anybody that listens to the show knows that I'm like, I would love to be a pilot. That's like, uh, to, to fly, I think, is the awesome thing. But, man, Definitely. you should get your license and fly a little bit. I, I will when I get some time. Number one, the license is a couple thousand dollars, or more than a couple, several thousand dollars, and it's many hours of commitment. And, you know, I, I definitely will do that at some point. I just uh, prioritize right now. <laughs> there yeah. you go. Definitely, right. but yeah, I, I always wanted to be a fighter jet pilot or a race car driver, one or the other, but um, luckily you I got made one of them. You made one yeah. of them come true. Yeah. Well, Ryan, I really appreciate you taking the time to talk to us here on Inside Florida Racing. Uh, Jack, CC, you guys got any uh, final thoughts? No, I'll tell you. Well, he already answered my question. Yeah, I just want to thank you very much, uh, Ryan, for uh, spending time with us here on Inside Florida Racing, and uh, uh, you gave a lot of good insights to uh to the sport and uh hey wish you continued success out there man thanks a lot i really do i appreciate it and uh you know come on anytime yep. right, if man. i uh, make it out to uh the st Pete grand prix because i live in tampa so um jack's supposed to get us lined up if we can get out there i'm going to come by and see you hopefully you'll be racing something out there i want to see you race something definitely i look forward to it look forward to seeing you guys out there okay. all right ryan thanks a lot good night have, ryan have a good day good all night. right Okay, we're going to uh, take a break and come back with the uh, carding news. Do you want me to do carding news right oh, now? Yeah, carding, carding news. news? Oh, I can do it now. Carding news now. Go ahead. Okay. Give us some carding news. All righty. The Florida Carding Championship Series opened their 2009 season in Homestead on February 28th. A few of the winners from the larger classes include Corey Tolles in Cadet Sportsman, Hunter Short in Tag, John Rhea in Tag Junior, Tristan Nunez in Easy Cart 100, and Nick Neri in Yamaha Junior. To see a complete list of all the winners, please visit www.flwkasprintseries.com. 
And the Florida Champ Cart League sanctioned its first ever event on Sunday, March 8th at DeSoto Super Speedway in tandem with the Tri-City Cart Club. The winners included Rome Venta in Senior Champ Flathead, Brandon Yates in Junior Sportsman, Billy Smith in Junior Champ Flathead, and Nick Hebrink in Junior Champ Animal. For more information about this series, please visit www.floridachampcartleague.com. Yes, and you see the flathead and the animal refer to uh, engines. Oh, I was so thinking the animal. I thought the champ animal. I thought maybe these were little kids in little cars with print designs on them. Oh, folks, I appreciate you taking the time to listen to our karting segment. Uh, And we've got more on Inside Florida Racing. We've got more guests, and we have somebody coming on for their two minutes of fame. Do I get to sing again, Jack? We'll see. (laughs) We'll be back. is a presentation of Real Racing USA.
Eastside, Florida racing, and I am getting all jacked up because she, I am making my return to the Charlotte County Motorsports Park this Saturday night. Rob, she couldn't even wait till the opening was open. I mean, she couldn't even wait. I she, am excited. But you know, you know what she's going to be doing down there, Rob, Saturday. Cece's. This is going to be the first she's going to hear of this. Uh oh. You ready for this, Rob? What am I doing, Rob? Hello. Okay, well, All right, let he's me off ask, there listening no, somewhere. Hang on here. Let okay. Me see. Let me see. Go ahead. Uh, okay. Um, well, we. I'm excited because I've, I've been away from Charlotte County Motorsports Park for a while, been going to other tracks, and uh, I've been reading little things people are posting online about, you know, CeCe Brooks has disappeared and why isn't she coming to CCMP? Well, I will be at Charlotte County Motorsports Park this Saturday night for the big ASA race. Really looking forward to that. I was there at the last ASA race, and it was a really good time. So I'm excited about uh, this Saturday night's racing. And also, you know, coming up here shortly on Inside Florida Racing, we're going to have one of the drivers who will be racing in that ASA race at CCMP. Dustin Dunn is going to be joining us. And I'm really curious now about what I'm doing Saturday night at Charlie County Motorsports Park. And I just want to, um, since I sort of have control right now, want to throw a shout-out to uh, Bone Man. Um, Bone Man read your comment um, on the uh, forum concerning uh, Ryan hunter that we just had on. And uh, very, very complimentary. Thank you very much, Bone Man. I, I really appreciate it. That made me feel very nice. Um, you certainly know the nicest, sweetest things to say to make a woman have a smile on her face. The ASA at Charlotte County Motorsports Park this Saturday night is going to be a big race. So if you haven't already made your plans for this weekend, got to suggest that you uh, make the plan to drive down to Punta Gorda to attend this race. It should be a pretty big deal. Yeah, you know, bring your lawn chairs, bring your grandstand seats, come on out, bring the kids. It'll be a nice family evening at the Charlotte County Motorsports Park. And, uh, you know, this is this is sort of bugging me, Jack. I, I, I'm sort of really curious. Do I, you know, one of my favorite things to do at a racetrack is getting to start the races and getting to be up in the flag stand. So I wonder if that's going to be it. Or um, I get to maybe do a special presentation maybe at Charlotte County Motorsports Park Saturday night. Or, ooh, do I get to drive one of the cars? Do I get to drive an ASA car Saturday night? Now, that would be pretty wicked, Jack. We are currently experiencing technical difficulties here at the Inside Florida Racing Studios up on the 10th floor of this, you know, exclusive racing show tower that we have here. Um, and uh, some technical difficulties that we think are coming down from the ninth floor below us. Uh, it, it, it could be our um, our cats. We we do have um, mascot cats who roam the Real Racing USA studios here uh, going up through the ninth and tenth floors. And uh, maybe they messed with some wires and we're getting things straightened out. Isn't live radio wonderful? Live radio is great. Unfortunately, I just can't, like, hit a button and play a song right now to kill some time. Um, Dustin Dunn. Driver in the ASA who will be at Charlotte County Motorsports Park this Saturday night is coming on the line with us. Rob should be back on the line with us. Hey, guys, are you there? Yes, I'm here. Dustin's here with me. Okay, now, 
Now, you need to I, don't keep me in suspense anymore, Jack. Okay. What am I doing right, Saturday so, night? So, Rob, before we lost you guys there, I was just getting ready to tell Cece. Cece was talking about her, her big return to, to Charlotte County Motorsports Park. She's going to be there actually broadcasting the race live with Bill Green from the tower. Oh, you're kidding. Which she has never done before. So this should be very interesting. Live on the Internet on Real Racing USA. Oh, okay. This is oh, a surprise. Some respect around there, CC. This, this, this is a surprise. Um, okay, we're going to be talking about this after the show, Jack. Thank uh, here, you. Here goes the union rates. I can see it now. <clears throat> Talent costs. First interviews. Dustin Dunn. Dustin Dunn. Welcome Thanks. to Inside Florida Racing. Hey, how's it going? It is going great. Are you looking forward to be racing this Saturday night at the Charlotte County Motorsports Park? Oh yeah, this this um this break we've had lately is the longest break we've ever had. Actually, we uh we didn't race at all in February. Um, we ran one race at Charlotte um, in January, and we had all of December off. So I've been I've been sitting around the house waiting for a race. So now Dustin, do you're ready to win one there, aren't you? Oh boy, you wouldn't even know. Um, yeah, we we've put in all our effort and. Uh, we're running against a lot of tough guys, so uh, we're giving it our all. Go ahead, So who are some of the guys that um, you're going to be racing against Saturday night? Let's throw some names out and get people curious about coming to the race Saturday. Um, a couple of guys would be uh, like Jimmy Lang. Jimmy Lang won the championship last year in ASA South. And uh, there'll be Justin Larson and uh, David O'Dell. And uh, there's, there's actually a, a handful of really good really good guys and it's always a toss-up in the beginning of the year because we usually have over 40 cars hopefully we have a, a great turnout and uh usually uh we start off the year pretty great Justin, what kind of vehicles did you start racing before you got into a late model oh uh, just like ryan hunter ray uh started in carts um actually started out in uh in oval dirt and uh and asphalt and uh we've been running that since i was five years old and uh won seven championships and over 400 wins and uh just kept moving up little by little every every time we got a a bigger prize we uh we tried to move forward and uh we moved from the go-karts and wka to uh to fast trucks and ran trucks for a year and a half and actually um it's a real good story but we uh we made it into late models on a on a blown engine in the truck that's actually how we we ended up in a late model Go ahead. You can you can elaborate on that one. All right. Yeah. Um, I was about 15 years old, and we were uh, we were practicing out at Citrus County Speedway, and uh, it was Friday night practice for a fast truck race, and we were uh, we were running really good, and obviously uh, every every racer knows that the engine runs great right before it's about to blow, and uh, we shot all kinds of parts out of the oil pan and blew the engine up, and. We were actually looking looking around, seeing who who could help us out because we were in the points championship. So we were seeing who could lend us a truck or an engine to run for Saturday. And we actually ran into a guy, and uh, his name's Mike Murphy. And uh, we ran into him, and he said, I, I don't have a truck I can loan you, but I got a late model I can put in tomorrow night. So he went and got the late model from his shop, and uh, we ran it the next night, ran third with uh, Dalton Zier and Wayne Anderson and Sean Bass. Well, that's a good story, and uh, you've definitely done well with the late models. I've watched you race. Uh, I've even raced against you in the Super when you've run in a Super race before with your car, and, you know, you are uh, you always seem to be there at the end, and uh, I think you've learned a lot. Uh, yeah. 
Why don't you talk about uh, racing in Florida, you know, in these late models. You've raced at quite a few tracks, haven't you? Yeah, I've pretty much uh, I've probably raced at a good 75 tracks in my life. Um, but uh, Florida tracks, I've been, um, I've been around the Florida tracks and the fast trucks for a while. And when we started in the late models, we actually started in the fast late models division. And uh, it was just the same deal. It was a crate late model uh, with a super chassis. And we... Uh, we got off to a great start in that because we, I was so used to the, to the tracks that we were running in the fast late models because we, we ran along with the fast trucks. And we were, we've been running that for a while. So all the tracks that we started in the, in the late model, were, we were pretty good at as it was. But uh, I've definitely learned a lot running with, uh, running with some big-name guys like uh, Dalton Zier and, and Wayne Anderson and a lot of the ASA guys also. We've, we've learned a lot through the ASA series. Go ahead, DC. What have you got for Mr. Dunn? <laughs> um, no, I'm just looking forward to you know the race on Saturday. Should be a pretty a pretty big deal, and I would hope that a lot of fans turn out because I, I think it really has to mean something to the drivers, Rob. You know, you can share your thoughts about this. Of When you're in your car and you're out there on the track, you know, before the race starts, as you guys are getting lined up ready to go, you look up in the stands. Don't you like to see it, you know, a nice full house? I do. How about you, Dustin? Oh, yeah, that, that definitely uh, it amps you up. Not only uh, looking up at the beginning of the race, but having a great autograph session. When, when we have an autograph session with 10,000 people, it definitely gets you hyped up and ready for the race. And uh, signing the autographs left and right and, you know, having a line behind your car waiting for an autograph. Mm-hmm. That's just, it's the best feeling seeing that there's, all these people traveled from all over to come see us race. It's, I think it's going to be a great show this weekend at Punta Gorda because, uh, like I said, it's uh, it's the first race of the ASA South season, and usually the first race means that you have to qualify your way in because they only start 28 cars, and uh, usually we have more than that at the first race. Yeah, there should be a lot of people there, too. I mean, tomorrow night there's uh, the first of many uh, uh, events leading up to Saturday night. There's a car show and the ASA trailer I guess will be on display over at uh, at the uh, Buffalo uh, Buffalo Wild Wings Northport Buffalo Wild Wings in Northport and uh, then uh, at various other locations Hooters uh, in uh, Charlotte and uh, down in uh, Fort Myers and there's there's activities going on from Naples to to, to Sarasota promoting this event and you got radio on uh, both Gator Radio and on Kicks Country and uh, Different ad- advertisements and whatnot going out, and lots of lots of excitement building for the race. So it should be a big day. So so Friday night, um, it's ASA Late Models Test and Tune. Now, um, is this is this open to? Uh, is that open that the fans can come down and and hang out and watch this? It looks like there's also they're also Friday night going to run a um, a, ra- a Road Warrior and Thunder Truck race. They'll probably be charging admission in the stands. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, actually, um, the ASA test and tune is actually from 9 o'clock in the morning to 2 o'clock in the afternoon. So a lot of we're not going to get many fans out for that on a Friday morning to, uh, to actually come see us practice. But we'll be out there bright and early Friday morning, and uh, we don't do anything at night. I don't, I don't know why. It kind of it, it's silly to me that they won't let us practice at night. Yeah, don't, you don't get too much out of that test during the day, do you, except for a bunch of loose cars. Yeah, definitely. It's just it's a good chance to see uh just to get the good feeling of how how bad your car is going to go away in the end of the race. 
Hmm. Uh, it will be free to the fans, though, CC. Uh, that test in June. Yeah. Um, I'm sure Bobby will be letting uh, people in for free that early part, and then uh, you know, I'm sure they'll be charging for the race if there's a race going on. Yeah, it's, it, involved. it says a 50 lap Road Warrior in Thunder Trucks um, on Friday, Saturday, of course, uh, the ASA Late Model 100 season opener as well as fast trucks, pros and kids, bandoleros, and DeSoto champ carts. And then they got more racing on Sunday. So it's a, it's a three nights of racing, Charlie County Motorsports Park. A little mini speed week they got going on there, huh? Yeah. Should be a, should be a lot of a lot of fun for the race fans to come well, on Dustin, out. Well, you know, if things play out like they do a lot for guys that come, and girls that come on the show, Although I don't know when a girl's ever done it, um, they win, they win their next race after they come on the show. So good luck, son. Odds yeah, are definitely. I'm, I'm not. Uh, I'm not sure if, if I've been on the show before. I, I'm. I think I've been on your show before, but I'm not. sure. A couple of years ago, I think yeah. so. Yeah, yeah, when I was a lot younger. You probably won or came close to winning right after that. I actually think I did. It was another race at Citrus County the next weekend. I'm pretty sure. See, it, Are you going to be racing your late model with uh, Citrus during their regular shows at all? Um, that that's something we definitely wanted to try to do this year. We we didn't get to do any of it this past year, um, but that's definitely one of my favorite tracks. I just it's a it's a high speed high bank, so we're going to try to make it out there for a couple shows. All right, man. Me too. Maybe we'll see each other out there. Oh uh, yeah. All right, Dustin. Uh, appreciate you taking the time with us here on Inside Florida Racing and. Uh, Good luck this weekend. Uh, DC, make sure he gets one of his stickers on his car. Okay, I will come find him. Dustin, what's your car number? Number 59. It's uh, black and orange. Okay, I will luck for you during the autograph session. Oh, wait, if I can get get away from behind the broadcast microphone. <laughs> oh, you'll be down there because let me tell you, Bill Green, he'll be down there during that autograph session with the microphone in his hand. Guarantee you. Okay, Dustin, I will see you on the track. All right, let me, uh, let me say one more thing, actually, uh, we uh, we lost our uh, our corporate sponsor from last year. We uh, no hard feelings, but uh, it's just uh, with the economy the way it is, um, we we don't have our corporate sponsor from last year. So um, we will still have them on the car just uh, to fill the quarter panel. But if anyone wants to come by and see me at uh, at Charlotte County, uh, feel free because we uh, we're we're looking for a sponsor because uh, as of right now, our schedule looks no further than Charlotte County. <laughs> Oh no! We got to make sure you're out there racing all year. Well, now see, we should. We, we okay. This this gives you at least another couple of minutes here. We got to talk about this, Dustin. Yeah, your yeah. name here or something needs to go. On. Yeah, I mean, I'll rip that thing off. So, your name here. So, uh, yeah. so, so there's like what twelve races or something like that. Oh, uh, there's ten this year. Ten. Yeah. Okay, so you're looking for a sponsor of ten races, and uh, you 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 uh, you give them like the hood. Yeah, um, really uh, depends on what they plan on doing. If they're a sponsor that, that just wants to pay for a set of tires, that's a huge deal for us. Um, sponsor who just wants to pay for entry, yeah, anything. It's just uh, they can go anywhere from a, from a small sticker on the, on the quarter panel to uh, the whole truck and trailer. you got a 48-foot trailer ready to be lettered up. So, so how much car do you get if you're sponsoring the tires? The tires? Yeah. Um, you would probably get uh, a good portion of the bottom quarter panel. So I'm I'm saying uh, it wouldn't be as big as our corporate sponsor, but you would definitely get a good spot. And uh, and in every entry form that uh, that ASA puts out in flyer, it, it shows our sponsors on there. And and uh, 
actually every time they say our name um, over the intercom, they actually talk about our sponsors. So it's a it's a good deal. All right. Cool. Hey. I've been known to give that hood up for a tire. <laughs> well, I, that's what I was wondering. No, how do you get the hood? Because you, you know, at one point had a, your hood covered with, you know, a sponsor, and I was, you know, sort of wondering, what did you have to do to get the hood? You learn, you learn to be. That's really like the prime slick. spot. You got to be slick in how you do it, and you never give somebody all of the car unless they're paying all the bills. If somebody comes up and says, "Listen, we want the whole car," then you say, "Okay." Well, uh, from entry to pit passes to food to gasoline to tires, you're buying it all. You can have the whole car. You you paint it pink for all I care. Well, well, well you I'm, can you can get the sponsor to pay for your track food. I would have I would have to think in these uh-huh. in these days and times economically, um, drivers uh, would probably have to give up a lot more uh, to get sponsors yeah. and keep them. Yeah, you, it, it's tough yeah. to get that. I mean, Dustin will tell you he's yeah. he's got a race that he's going to this weekend. I got a, a super late model sitting in there that doesn't travel anywhere. Because it can't afford to. There's no business mm-hmm. to do it. Anytime you see me at the racetrack, that's that's me putting to the bills money that I've saved and able to put back. You went to the well, casino and won. Go ahead, Cece. Well, I was gonna I was gonna share. Um, race car driver Andy Lacera. Um, we've had him on the show several times. Rob, you probably remember Andy. Um, he's looking for sponsors, and so he came up with a marketing DVD. And I did the voiceover work for it. And so, yes, yes, I did. And so, you know, um, it's going to be, you know, video, um, photos. um, And so this for video to send out to a DVD to send out to potential sponsors as a a marketing tool for his race vehicles. You know, Dustin, you need to think about doing something like that. Because, you know, Dustin, he's a marketable guy. Yeah. The guy yep. that got on the phone with yep. right And I'll tell you what, I... He's a marketable I, kid. He's young. How old are you, Dustin? I'm 18. Yeah, he's, and he's he's a really good racer, and he does it. He don't have no huge budget, you know. Send us a, send us an email to uh, feedback at realracingusa.com, Dustin, and uh, maybe, maybe CC will give you a... Because I, information. I... They got a guy that might be able to do some help for you, and CC yeah. might be able to help you make something, and... I have right. very reasonable rates for race car drivers. Right. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Dustin. We'll talk to you soon, man. We'll see. Actually, we'll see you this weekend. Car drivers. We'll see you this what? weekend. What, wait, wait. What was that comment, what? Rob? I said, especially eighteen-year-old race car drivers. Oh, right. oh hush. All right. <laughs> Dustin, we will see you Friday or Saturday, man. Go get them. Uh, my uh, my uh, my dad just ran out actually and told me that uh, there's a new offer for this weekend. Two thousand dollars takes the whole car. There you go. There you go. There you go. $2,000, you got the whole number 59. Hey, you know what? He'll even take less. Just come give him the money. That's right. right. To tell you the truth, for a set of tires, you might just get the whole car. All right. That's right. As I said, I've been known to give the hood for, uh, you know what? I've been known to give the hood for nothing. Just look at it right now. (laughs) Okay? Oh, Dustin. There's real race in USA on it. Dustin, thank you so much for joining us on Inside Florida Racing, and we'll see you this weekend at the Charlotte County Motorsports Park for the big ASA race. And uh, I'll, I'll look forward to seeing you guys. Thank okay. Goodbye. Bye bye. Okay, and, and and you know what? I'm I'm very serious about this. I I um, it's very easy for me to do the voiceover work and to help the guys out there. They want to put together marketing DVDs to help promote themselves. All they have to do is get a hold of me. They can email me at 
cc at wikx.com. That's cece at wikx.com. And um, I greatly uh, reduce my um, my normal um, cost, my normal fees, professional fees for doing it for, the, for, for guys in the racing industry because of my love of racing. And I just want to help you out. So it's cece at wikx.com. If you want some uh, professional voiceover work for your marketing DVD. We are uh, almost running out of time here, but we still have a special segment. We started this last week. We have two minutes of fame coming up here on Inside no, Florida no, no, Racing. No, actually, this is the, this is the Inside well, Florida Racing sing-along, okay? And, 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 and that's basically <laughs> wait, what... Wait, it's, I have to pop up the lyrics. Are we, are we doing the song you, that we you, talked about? You ready? You ready to? Yeah. I'm hearing guys talking in the background. That's because that's part of the whole deal. <laughs> Interesting point. I pointed this out to Jack. Didn't know it. John Lennon, one of the writers of this song. Fame. 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 It's two minutes of fame, right? Yeah. Who, who do we have today? Fame makes a man take things over. Fame. And getting famous tonight on Inside Florida Racing, it's Grady Christian. Grady, welcome to Inside Florida Racing. It's your turn to be famous. Grady. 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 Hey, did we scare you off with the music? <laughs> Grady, are you there? Okay. So, so what, what do you think that, that Grady did to get on Inside Florida Racing's two minutes of fame? I'm going to say Grady won a race this past weekend. Where'd you win at, uh, Grady? I won at Ocala and Volusia Speedway. All right. Way to go. Twice. I didn't know that. Now, uh, uh, Friday, Saturday night? Yes, ma'am. Way to go. And what class are you racing in? Uh, well, it used to be called hobby stock. Now they're calling them street stock at most of the tracks around here. Well, uh, very good. That is awesome. And now, once again, Jack, what this means is this puts this driver for possibly to be a, a, a driver of the month. Because, he's, in, he's, in you the, know, he's on the radar, that's for sure. There that's you go. He's, he's nominating himself on the two minutes of fame. You guys going to give him his two minutes or what? Fame, <laughs> yeah. He's Let's got it. About. Let's hear about Grady Christian a little bit, Grady. Well, we started racing back in uh, 2000 and uh, running old Camaro, didn't win nothing. And then 2003, my brother Charlie built me my first uh, hobby stock car, and we messed around one one that year. And then uh, 04 went winless, and then 05 and 06 we had some pretty good years. And uh, 08's been our best year. Last year we had 21 uh, feature wins, and then uh, this year. So far, starting off good. We've got three so far this year, and just uh, enjoying it. You know, twenty-one awesome. feature wins, Grady. Yep, twenty-one features last year. Wow. Got no championships to show for, but we run uh, had second points at Volusia Speedway and second in the points up at Ocala Speedway. There you have it. What's your uh, car number, buddy? Thirty-six. Thirty-six. In what class is it? Uh, street stock division. Well, there's. Potential March Driver of the Month right there, CeCe. I know. Hey, uh, you know, it, that's just great. You know, this is what we, we've talked about this in the past on Inside Florida Racing. This is what we think drivers should be able to do. Race more than one race in the weekend. 
you know, race on a Friday night or race two races on Saturday night. And that's what we look for. The uh, tracks making it possible, the drivers being able to do that and pulling it off. And that's what catches our eye when we're looking for our drivers of the month. Well, it's one of the things, that's for sure. Yeah. Well, well Grady, appreciate you uh, taking two minutes out of your life to uh, come on Inside Florida Racing and tell us a little bit about yourself. And, uh, and get famous. You never know, at the end of the month, we might really make you famous. All righty. And uh, also, if there's anybody out there that's looking for a driver to maybe drive a dirt late model one day, I'm sure looking. And hopefully if business ever picks back up, we're going to uh, try to move up a little bit. But right now, we're just going to have to stay racing what we've got because of the money issues right now. But if there's anybody out there looking to get into racing, we'd sure like to talk to them and maybe build a late model one day. All right. Okay, great. And how do you want people to get a hold of you? Uh, you can call us on our business line, which uh, we own Affordable Well and Pump. And uh, it's uh, 352-669-7848. Or if you need a well pump, there you go. That's it. All right. All right, Grady, appreciate it. All right, thank you all for calling. And you all are right. now famous. Well, okay. What an excellent song. I'll tell you what. Yes. We finally, uh, Rob and I put our heads together. I know you weren't here, but we put our heads together, and we came up with the the February's uh, Hildebrand Jewelers Driver of the Month. Go ahead, Rob. Uh, you know, and I kind of I blew it earlier and I, because I didn't realize it was in the month of February, but because it was in the month of February and nobody else came through with anything like it, uh, my man Jeff Matthews, um, is the winner of the February um, Driver of the Month for winning these two races uh, during the uh, J.R. Prather Senior Memorial. Well, congratulations. What do you think about that, Jeff? Well, I'm, I'm glad to accept those awards. Uh, he was a real good friend of ours, and, you know, he'll be missed dearly. But, you know, I really appreciate those awards, and I, I, I accept them on his behalf. Well, what what this does, of course, is is puts you in the in the running for uh, the uh, you know the Hildebrand uh, Jewelers Inside Florida Racing Driver of the Year and the the, the championship ring that is presented uh, at the end of the season. Uh, last year, Johnny Collins uh, picked won the award. It was mm-hmm. the Pandora Jewelers uh, Driver of the Year last year. Um, this year, it's Hildebrand Jewelers, and uh, we'll uh, we'll get in touch with you, and uh, you'll get a plaque. Uh, 
that uh, commemorates this particular win. But I mean, went, going out and winning those two races on that particular day that was uh, that was pretty amazing stuff, Jeff. I listened to your interview with uh, that you you were on uh, with uh, with of course uh, Joe and, and and Billy last week, and you talked at length about it. And uh, uh, congratulations, man. I appreciate it. Thank you, guys. Right. Well, it's our pleasure. You deserve it, Jeff. I know you've been working hard at it, and uh, I'm sure there'll be a lot more victories this year. And uh, you never know, at the end of the year, it might culminate to the driver of the year. I hope so. <laughs> All right, Jeff, take it easy. Uh, okay, thank you. We'll be Congratulations. Thank you, thank you. Bye-bye. Okay. Well, very well, good. That's always so exciting when we present our winner. And, and, and Rob, Rob made Rob pretty much made this pick this this month, mm-hmm. and and you know we talked to, to about different different drivers. Mark Whitener had a great great deal there going on, but I think Rob hit the right one that time. Yeah, I think Jeff he really deserves it, man. And uh, he's a great guy for the sport. And, uh, he just loves racing, man. That's all I can tell you about Jeff Matthews. I know he loves racing. And his kids. Yeah. <laughs> Remember at the beginning of the show, Rob, I uh, I was talking about the uh, uh, the interview that Randy Dye on his uh, Trackside Tonight show, along with Joe Lineberry and Billy Osborne, they they interviewed Morgan Shepherd, and I was telling you it's it's about about a half hour interview, and uh, we talked about that at the at the beginning of this show for a few minutes. So that interview is going to be aired right here live again as, as soon as we are out of here in a few minutes a minute or two we'll be gone and uh, if uh, you listen to this stick around and listen to that interview with Morgan Shepherd it was is pretty pretty amazing from one of uh, one of NASCAR racing's uh, yeah, best guys ever no doubt about it now jack you you will be broadcasting live from East Bay uh, Raceway Park what Thursday the 16th Thursday the 16th yeah, we're going to be, uh, that's going to be Going to have Ross up there, Ross Chastain with you? Ross is going to be there. Jeremy Gersher is going to be there. We have, uh, and we're going to make, as I said earlier in the show, we're going to um, make the announcements um, later this week about all the guests. It's mm-hmm. going to be a pretty big deal. We're, we want to pack that place, the uh, Hall of Fame Cafe, and uh, we're going to have a good time, that's for sure. And if you can't make it out to Charlotte County Motorsports Park this Saturday night for the ASA Late Model Race, it will be broadcast here live on Real Racing USA. So you can catch that. And what, Buffalo Wild Wings? Come on out and join us in Buffalo Wild Wings in Northport this Tuesday night? Tomorrow night. Tomorrow night. What time does that start? Oh, I don't know. I think uh, seven o'clock. I think it starts like when you get there, like four or five in the afternoon. Come on out, man! It'll be fun. Okay, we have, we have a good time there. It, about that time, it should be happy hour, so um, it's going to be a really good time there. <laughs> you you kind of got that. You got. That. I got that. Uh, Don't forget to tune us in next week, same time, same place, for another great show. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm just looking forward to getting back out to Charlotte County Motorsports Park. I'll be there. Saturday Live. night, in one capacity or another. Live. In a capacity of in some a, sort. In a capacity of some sort. <laughs> You're going to be doing a lot of talking, it sounds like to me. Ah, uh, yeah. 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 Negotiations now Negotiations begin. now begin, exactly. <laughs> Good night, everyone. And thanks for tuning in to Inside Florida Racing. Tell your friends about our show. Have some fun, you all. Go down on Central Avenue. Drink some alcohol. When you do the St. Pete Boogie, you really go.
jump until I fall. 